0: Shaitan Billahi Minash Rahman Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Sayyidina wa Saladina wa habibina wa shafi'ina wa maulana Sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa azwajihi wa dhuryatihi wa ahli baytihi wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddini wa bad bab tahrim al-khalwa bil-ajnabiyyah qala ta'ala wa idha sa'altumuhunna mata'an fas'aluhunna min wara'i the chapter regarding the prohibition of being alone with a uh, non-mahram woman mm. the word ajnabiyyah In like, normal talk means a foreigner, but more properly, it's like a stranger, somebody that you don't usually hang out with. And so depending on context, it can be a foreigner or a stranger. Generally in fic books and things like that, um, there are less ahkam related to whether someone's from a different country or not, more related to whether they're your mahram. So ajnabi is used as an antonym to mahram. Mahram is your unmarriageable kin. Those people with whom there is more relaxed uh, um, laws with regards to separation and hijab. And so the ajnabi is the the person of the opposite gender who is uh, marriageable and who the commandment of hijab stands with. So this is something really important. It's like common sense, uh, but uh, uh, you know, or at least it should be, but common sense is not as common. Um, that a man and a woman should not be alone together. It's generally something that is uh, for the benefit of both. It saves a woman from being uh, harassed or molested or, God forbid, something worse, being assaulted uh, or or even worse than that. And it also saves a man from uh, his own temptation, which can be used as a manipulation against him. And it also saves him from a false accusation because the he said, she said thing is completely, you know, so many times it's completely impossible to litigate and figure out who's telling the truth and who's not. And all it is is a splotch and a stain on on both parties, both the accuser and the accused. And there's really no good that comes from it. So a person should stay away from it. This would have saved Brett Kavanaugh from a number of bizarre uh, uh, you know, days of uh, whatever, Senate testimony for his confirmation hearing in the Supreme Court, this would have saved a number of U2-ish type cases, uh, not you 2 ish Me2-ish type cases. This would have saved a lot of people from a lot of things. And the thing is, look, okay, someone will say, like well, it's really insensitive. Are you blaming the victim? I'm not blaming the victim. I'm just saying, look, better than being a victim who doesn't get blamed is just try to avoid being a victim at all. And some people can't avoid it. I get that. I feel really bad for them. In fact, some people could have avoided it and they make mistakes, and I still feel bad for them. I'm still not like, you know, like you're a horrible person. But to use that as a a, a reason or a driver of animus to other people to not make better choices safety-wise and to not, like, you know, protect themselves, that's just dumb. That point i gotta draw the line and say no my sympathy runs out for you if you're a male you know don't go into a, a room with the female the, the door is closed you know there are some things that are necessary that people like a, you know like if it's the only doctor and you're you know, really like grievously injured or whatever right and there are ways to get out of Khalwa. there are windows there are booths there are whatever um even then if there's a need then people should interact uh, if there's no need then even avoid those things uh, so that everyone can keep their dignity and avoid tohma avoid accusation wallahu ta'ala a'lam there's more to say about it some of it will unfold during the course of the reading of the hadith of this bab uh, and some of it we can discuss later and some of it we'll have to say for another time ta'ala anhu anna rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qala والدخول على النساء فقال رجل من الأنصار أفرأيت الحم قال الحم متفق عليه قريب الزوج كأخيه وابن أخيه وابن عمه عامر رضي الله تعالى عنه narrates that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says I warn you I caution you I warn you with regards to entering in uh, uh, into seclusion with uh, Females mean women, basically women that are not your relatives, I mean, not your wife, not your mother, but like just strange women. And uh, uh, someone from the Ansar said, "How about how about your brother-in-law? How about your in-law? Right? How he defines it? It could be your brother-in-law, uh, uh, meaning the it, it, sorry. You're, how about the brother-in-law meaning? How about if it's just my 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 brother's wife, or how about if it's just my nephew's wife, or if it's just." You know, because a person's nephew is their uh, mahram. So what if it's just like my nephew's wife? Um, what if it's just my brother's wife? Obviously your brother is your mahram, right? Uh, or some, the the wife of a, a mahram basically. What if it's just the wife of a mahram? Which is a woman who's not directly related to you, so she's not directly a mahram, but she's the wife of a mahram. The Prophet ﷺ responded that the you're, that a brother-in-law is like death. Meaning, yes, that avoid that, like the plague. Why? Because of things there's already some sort of familiarity. You already know someone, right? You're not gonna like, you know, get to know a random woman on the street. A, ra- a woman is not gonna get to know a random man on the street. Usually even non-Muslims or people who are unconcerned with the Sharia, you know, women avoid people like that, or men avoid, it. you know, it, men may not avoid so much in this culture, but women will oftentimes try to keep their distance from someone who's random. But someone who you already know, uh, those are the people, if you let your guards down and trust them, they're the ones who are going to take advantage all the time. And so you have this whole discourse, uh, you know, between people, like women, like, oh, all men are pigs. Okay, yes, all men are pigs. Now that you know that, don't leave your stuff laying around. Someone's like, oh, women are like this, men are like, okay, good for you. You made that this big thing, like instead of waiting for the Nobel Prize Committee to give you a call, just protect yourself from this type of stuff. The Prophet said, what? That the uh, brother-in-law is like death so avoid avoid him if it's the maharim are very explicitly mentioned in the quran whoever is the whoever is the spouse of the mahram is not the mahram and whoever is your relative that's not a mahram is also not a mahram so be very careful be extremely careful even more careful around those people why because there's already familiarity so familiarity can lead to misunderstanding or lead to bad impulses uh, that will be unchecked on both sides. Um, this is the same thing, right? I remember Imam Abdullah Madiun from from the South Side. I remember he came and gave a talk one time in the Pacific Northwest. And so he goes, my favorite is when I like walk somewhere and I see someone that I know. And I like, no, 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 Brother Imam, that's that's... That's my, uh, that's my cousin. And he's like, your cousin is still not your mahram. Like, it's still Haram for you to hang out with your cousin. <laughs> he goes, that's my favorite. Oh, that's my cousin. Said, okay, A, it's not your cousin. But B, even if it is, then it's still, it still doesn't really make a difference. Just be careful. Be careful. It doesn't mean you have to be like a weirdo around them and like be like, oh, like weird and awkward and things like that. Just, you know, it could be as easy as, like, you're, you're sitting in a majlis and, like, the other people that remove you from khalwa. Like, other people are there, like, your parents are there, your uncle and aunt is there, whatever. People's family also used to have some sort of common sense. Maybe they don't have common sense anymore with regards to shari'i, uh, uh norms. So people get up and leave. And then it's just the two of you sitting there. You know, you don't have to be like, oh, this is haram. Oh, my God, we have to go now. That's awkward. You make someone feel bad. You make someone feel awkward. It's just weird. You're acting weird. They're acting, you know. Then they feel weird, etc. What can you do? You think, oh, you know what? I remembered. I have to go and like buy my dog a bone. I don't know what it is. Just make some excuse. and just got to believe. And no awkwardness, no nothing. No one feels bad. You didn't insult anybody. You didn't hurt anyone's feelings. You didn't whatever. And you also obeyed the dictates of the Sharia. If a dude says, no, 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 it's okay, you can go buy it later, just sit for, for a minute. That's the time you don't sit for a minute. You know, if, if, if whatever, like your, whatever, your brother's wife is like, hey, no, no, just, uh, why don't you stay for a little while? Like, no, I really have to go right now. And instead of saying it in a way that's a question, just get up and leave while you're saying it, and that's it. Save yourself a lot of trouble. Save yourself a lot of trouble of many different multiples and varieties the least of which is that you humiliate yourself and break your brother's trust, the worst of which is you wake up without your wallet and one of your kidneys. You guys are laughing, but guess how this stuff happens. وَعَنَا بْنِي عَبَّاسٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ never let any of you ever be alone with um, a woman obviously it goes both ways right let a man never be alone with a woman let a woman never be alone with a man except for if there's a mahram present in particular it's more important that it be a mahram of the woman technically speaking if there's a third person there you're outside of the bare minimum uh, definition of khalwa, but it's still improper Really, if it's someone from the opposite gender, they should have a mahram there. The woman in particular should have a mahram there. Uh, Obviously, there's a barrier. There's a a great barrier to anything inappropriate happening if anyone's there or if it's your mahram or someone you respect or whatever. But really, it should be the mahram of the woman that should be there just so that, uh, uh, because of the inherent weakness uh, of women and the inherent relative excess of aggressiveness in situations like this on behalf of a man and there's obviously exceptions to that rule. وعن بُرَيْدَةَ رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم حُرْمَةُ نساء المجاهدين على القاعدين كحرمه امهاتهم ما من رجل من القاعدين يخلف رجلا من المجاهدين في اهله فيخونه فيهم الا وقف له يوم من ما شاء حتى ثم الينا By the way, this is a book at the Sov. There are a lot of Sufi gatherings in which there's shfi mixing in this country. My God. Lipstick hijab banquets where the brothers will put on half a bottle of like $300 $300 oud And the sisters will have very frilly, sequiny, shiny the jobs and Jill Bob's and whatever. And there's a, a lot of beauty all around. And look, if you want to hang out with a pretty girl, then go do that. Don't kid yourself into thinking it's Dean. If you want to hang out with guys, you know, go do that. Don't do it. But you know what I mean? I'm just, just saying like, you're right. Now, a person is piling one disgusting thing on top of another. Don't try to pretend this is Dean. People do that, right? That's why they go to conferences. Uh, that's why they go to uh, these kind of weird mixed gathering molids. That's why they try to go, go to all of these different things, and it's in the name of Dean. The thing is, you know what? If you're a mutaddeyin person, you're not gonna go to like, you're not gonna go to a club. You're not even gonna enjoy it over there. You're not gonna drink, even if you drink, you're not gonna enjoy it you're just cuz you're not habituated to it. It'll take you a while to enjoy drinking. It'll take you a while to learn how to dance. It'll take you a while to learn the names of the different songs and things like that, right? It's not your habit. So you're going to do debauchery in a way that's culturally appropriate for whatever you're used to. It's the same thing. Why is it why is it that like you know in Dubai there's like a separate nightclub for the Russians and there's a separate nightclub for the Tamil speakers? It's not that like you know, all of them don't enjoy, like enjoying themselves or either of them have any compunction regarding these things with regards to a sharia. It's just people like to fit in where they're comfortable. If you're going to go and enjoy yourself in a way that pays no heed to the deen, don't use the deen to do it because you're screwing up two really horrible things at the same time. And a person's basic aql should be that they should only screw up one horrible thing at once and then after that i hear people like that because the, the thing is there are layers society like an onion right there's layers so those people are actually genuinely still more religious than i would say 80 percent of the, the the population so then they'll go in front of the non-religious people and be like, yeah, these guys are extremists. I don't know why uh, they're so stuck up on separation, and on, on uh, not, you know, like free mixing and whatever. And they'll say weird things. They'll be like, oh, these people are just like, they have problems and they're perverts and they're over-sexualized things. And, what do you mean over-sexualized? Why in the hell are there like, like what, six, seven billion people now in the world? It's because obviously this thing has some sort of attraction to it. There are rabbis making a lot of money from that attraction in a very bad way, right? There's a rabbi who owns Pornhub and there's the other, like, uh, whatever, there's a, a, a Zionist who owns OnlyFans. We mentioned that before in the ancient times, we used to have temple prostitutes. It's a very efficient way of having, like, a fundraiser for your place of worship, I guess, right? And so everything, the Like, everything is returning to the ancient jahiliya. Uh, uh, the jahili of the ancients, the aqdamin but, uh, and I'm not saying that is about like a free mixing mode. I'm not making teshbih between those things because so that's a bit too far. But the the issue is this: is that you know then they'll then they'll say like, oh, this is like you're being too you're not being too uptight about it. You're not being too uptight about it. I'll tell you the stories that I heard from the mashaykh, from the khanqah. You can tell me. And then you can decide after hearing the hadith of the Prophet which one is the bid'an, which one is closer to the sunnah, which one is reasonable, which one's unreasonable. There was a story once I heard, uh, again, no, I'm not trying to make any attribution or anything. You can say, oh, it's just like a, like a fake, like the story or whatever, right? But uh, the meaning of it is, I think, deep that uh, there was full on such and such place. There's a mazara of a wali of Allah Ta'ala. People come and like bring perfume to the mazar and they put perfume in the mazar. Why? Because uh, that was a famous sheikh. He became well known because he was a handsome young man. And uh, at one time, uh, a, 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 a wealthy and powerful woman who herself was very beautiful, tried to entrap him uh, um, uh, into committing zina. And uh, he she said, if you refuse, I'll yell and scream that you uh, that you assaulted me and they're all going to believe me. None of them are going to believe you. So he said, OK, let me go to the restroom and like at least refresh like freshen myself up, like prepare, like, you know, beautify myself or like whatever, make myself like put myself together first. So he went into the bathroom and then he took feces and rubbed it all over himself and came out like that and uh, she was so disgusted she's like get the hell out of here just get out and uh he, that's how he escaped from that and they said that that man for the rest of his life perfume used to come from him people used to smell that this person has like a unnatural uh a fragrance and you know the thing that that most people won't believe is that this person even existed or whatever but you know that 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 they would have some sort of natural fragrance you know the thing i don't believe that there's a dude who would be trapped by a beautiful woman in khalwa and he's going to totally get away with it and he still had the himma to like say no. Like I believe it happens if, sometimes, but when it is, that's the karama. That's the actual karama. The perfume and stuff, you can always call up Arabiya lil'ud and like Abdul Samad Qarshin, get that. That's expensive and difficult to find good ud sometimes, as Sayyid Alawi will tell you. But you can find it. This, where are you are going to find people like that from? The story in the Quran is what about Sayyidina Yaqub alayhi salam lalla ara'a rabbihi right that that he was stuck in the exact same dilemma right and then the the way Allah ta'ala saved him because the anbiya alayhis are masumin they're protected by Allah ta'ala and so Allah ta'ala showed him the shabah the the specter of his father who is also a Nabi, in the room with them that's going to kind of harsh the mood a little bit isn't it right she was taken by him, and he would have been taken by her. She was beautiful as well, except for he saw the, the Burhan. The word Burhan is, there's two words that are used in the Quran in general for a proof of something. One is hujjah, and one is Burhan. You've, have you taken Mantik yet? Right, The Burhan is like the complete irrefru, irrefutable proof. It's like the, the master proof. Whereas the hujah is like a proof a proof that someone can still argue with. But the burhan is the one that closes every single door of every single other possibility. That Allah Ta'ala showed his burhan to, to uh, that if it wasn't that Sayyidina Yusuf A.S. saw the burhan of his Lord. And for, mean, his father is saying like, you cannot do this right now. Like this is not going to work. And so he like, he like, he made a, he bolted, he made for the door. Uh, that's, you know, people think that that's the unbelievable part. I think the unbelievable part is that the Shahuat are in a human being and they're so strong and the only people who say no to things like this are people who are gay or people who like, just don't get enough like vitamin D or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, um, that's that's the thing. And The only way you'll survive this is by making smart choices. So why, why put yourself in fitna and things like that and afterward stain yourself and stain your ruh with a stain that's you know, that, that, that won't come out, that won't come out, Allah will forgive you, you won't forgive yourself, you always remember, it. it'll it always be humiliation on you, you'll wonder how is this going to affect my children, you'll wonder what will my forefathers say afterward, you know, and after that, everybody, you know, everybody likes beauty, everybody likes beauty, if you don't, know something's wrong with you as well, that's a separate set of problems that you have, but just, you know, do it in the right way, not, not, not like this. Uh, so Sayyidina anhu He said that the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that the, 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 the sacredness The inviolability of the The wives of the Mujahideen There are people who go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala Their wives obviously stay home They don't go and fight with them That the inviolability of the wives of the Mujahideen uh, With regards to the men who Who stay behind From going out in the path of Allah Ta'ala is like the inviolability to them of their mothers. Don't talk, don't smile, don't make chit-chat, conversation, none of that, just that's it. You interact with them like you would interact with your mother. Um, there's no man from those who stay back uh, behind, uh, uh, behind the mujahideen who go out in the path of Allah Ta'ala that will betray the trust of, uh, of the mujahideen Except for the punishment on the day of judgment was that that person will be stood in a place, stopped in a place, and the mujahid that he he betrayed his trust uh, will be uh, will uh, uh, be told not take from this person's deeds, however much you want to, until you're until you, you are ready to forgive him. Now, obviously, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa then after that he, he asked the the companions of the what do you think? right so what do you think you think he'll take one good deed or ten or how many do you think he'll take how many all of them he'll do the al qiyama hesab and kitab and sahifa equivalent of making him bite the curb and guess what he deserves it so don't 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 be that person this is when there's opportunity. It's described as Qiyana. This doesn't mean okay, fine. MashaAllah Nobody so nobody even goes out on the path of Allah anymore. The point is this is that this is treachery when you betray, when you take wrong advantage of someone who trusts you for some other reason. It would be one re- one thing, right? You know, somebody is like, you know, uh Dan Khan. You know, he pick his nice master profile and say, I'm very interested, your hijab-looking, very spiritual, sister. Let's meet at the kahwa house, you know. And, uh, and, and then, sh- then she's like, oh, done, one, right? You were looking for something, she was looking for something, something happened. Inshallah, it was halal, none of my business, whatever, right? If it wasn't, it's a bad thing that happened, right? But one thing, I, there's, a, you have, there's a trust involved in it. You're a school teacher. You're a police officer. You're imam, You're a sheikh, You're a so, so student of knowledge. Someone is coming to for advice. You, you know, like you're a groundskeeper at the masjid, or you're a volunteer at the masjid. You're, you know, someone who, like, I don't know, has people's passwords at a social media corporation because you're, you know, like, you because know, you're behind the scenes in the IT part or whatever it is. You know, you see people's personal profiles. All of that is treachery, right? And the point is, is, is that this treachery, if it's not exactly the same as what the Prophet Sallallahu described, but this is the punishment of someone who betrays another with regards to these matters, so be very careful. Be very careful about it. Sometimes it's okay. It's better. I'm not telling you to like whatever, you know, to like live it up and party or go out like a predator or whatever, but make sure not to abuse your, your trust that you were given uh, in this manner because that's just going to make a problem that's really bad into something that's much, much worse. Many times people do that, especially religious people do that because they don't have any game. You know what I mean? So, also, don't be a loser. You know, it's okay to go to the gym and cut your carbs a little bit, so that someone might want to talk to you without you having to, like, I don't know, go through people's like secret personnel profiles at work or whatever. (laughs) Allah protect us. Allah protect. So, wild world out there. Our forefathers built a world in which we didn't even have to talk about these things much, much less think about them. But uh here we are this world this age has its own kind of weird needs and necessities and perils and dangers it exposes a person to. so just go in with your eyes open and be careful. you don't screw up your akhirah for the sake of something stupid in the dunya uh, this is a chapter regarding the prohibition of men trying to resemble women, and women trying to resemble men in their clothing and in the, their movements and in other things than that. Here we are. The Tasrih bima tawattara fi nuzul al-Masih mentions in a number of athar that this is going to happen at the end of the time. At the end of time, this will happen. Both, both men will act like women, women will act like men. And rujali bil rujali wun nisa, wun nisa nisa. that men will go and take their, uh, their uh, carnal desires to other men instead of to women, and women will suffice their carnal desires with women instead of men, which is a very messed up state to be in. It's like a very sick and perverted and messed up state to be in. Zina is bad enough, but that's like really, uh, it's just a sign that you are, you're like, forget about your humanity, you're not even a functional animal anymore at that point والعياظ عن ابن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنهما قالا لعن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المخنثين من الرجال والمترجلات من النساء وفي روايته لعن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم المتشبهين من الرجال بالنساء والمتشبهات من النساء بالرجال رواه البخاري Abdullah ibn Abbas ta'ala narrates that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that, Allah, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cursed the, uh, the men who uh, act effeminate and the women who act uh, masculine. And in a different narration, that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cursed uh, the men who try to resemble women And the women who try to uh, uh, resemble men So obviously this whole trans thing is just that uh, It's completely haram And it's something that Allah Ta'ala That the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam cursed And the word of La'na is a very, it's a very harsh word And its meaning is to be far from the mercy of Allah Ta'ala Devoid of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala Uh, It's basically a little piece of Jahannam here in this life. Because that's what Jahannam is, is being removed from the mercy of Allah Ta'ala at all. Uh, That's the one common thing between all of the different levels of Jahannam is that none of them receive any mercy. The punishment may be more or less, but theoretically would be sufficient for somebody. They just don't have the mercy even if nothing else is going on. That's enough punishment for a person to think there's nothing worse. I could not possibly conceive of anything worse than this. Uh, and so, uh, this is this is a very Mal'un thing. So, if you feel like this, and if you feel like that, you know, if you're naturally, if, by the way, this is tashabbuh, right? Meaning, going out of your way to be something you're not. Mm. If you were born with a high-pitched voice, if somehow or another, you seem to like the color pink, or you like interior decorating, or you like, you know, whatever, right? Or as a as a girl, like somehow or another, you really like wrestling more than you like volleyball or whatever. That is who you are. Don't let it that, that, you know, but you're not going to hell because of that. It's focusing in on these things and letting them displace the, the thing that the Lord created you as. And this is one of the bizarre things in this culture, at least growing up. I noticed there were a number of boys who were just naturally a little bit effeminate. And it was, like, you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Well, maybe the guy just is genetically, that's his disposition, and that's it. They can get married. They don't have to get married if they don't want to, but they could get married. It has nothing to do with being quote unquote gay, right? Maybe some of them even didn't have the same sex attraction, but because that's the, the pit box that the society put them in, at the end of the day, it turns out it ends up turning out to be a self fulfilling prophecy. Maybe some of them actually struggled with that and they hit it or whatever. But it seems to me that there's some, certain ones amongst them that really didn't. But then later on, because society people just kept saying that to them again and again and again, it broke them. Whether it's males or it's females, don't listen to other people. You know, if there's one thing that that you have that may be a little bit you know like abnormal for your gender or whatever, you don't have to like celebrate and make it the main thing. You know, focus on those things that you have that are masculine as a born male and as feminine as a born female and the other things within reason it's okay to like you know whatever Uh, um, i don't know like a deadlift heavyweight if you're a woman or like you know if you're a man it's okay to like you know if you like like i'll tell you something like for example i i have a, a fondness for jewelry not wearing it but like for example like my mother may allah have mercy on her i designed a number of rings for her you know, I took a lot of time, I would go through like catalogs and, you know, uh, um, you know pick the, the stones, look at like in the jeweler shop, they sell the stones separately and then coordinate the colors and then have the ring poured into a mold that's custom made and the whole thing like pay a jeweler to make the ring. Uh, and uh, um, I did it twice and then a the third time my mother actually had a ring that had a bunch of stones in it and the ring was falling apart. So she said, "Here, just take these stones, and this is the gold. Why don't you just get the ring remade, however you think is nice?" Uh, Allah Taala have mercy on her. I mean, Allah Taala give have mercy on all of our mothers and yeah, give them the yeah, yeah. give them the from the hulia of this life and the hereafter. I mean, and our fathers as well. I mean, um, it's not like the most manly thing in the world, right? But it's not because of that. Like one day I start wearing pink or. You know what I mean? It's just a thing. You just keep it in the in the place that it is, and that's it, right? You don't have to let it, like, eat you alive. Uh, uh, you don't have to let it, like, push into other, other places. It just is what it is. Let it be. You like flowers. You like, you know, fancy clothes. You like whatever. Just, okay, it may not be the most manliest thing in the world, but just let it be what it is, and don't let it outgrow whatever it is. Or as a woman, like, you know, something... Whatever the opposite might be, because what if you go out of your way to kind of like uh, back your gender? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a type of facade that undermines your fitrah so much, so much that if this part of your humanity you kill it, like what other parts of your humanity will be left unscathed after that? حُرَيْنَةُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ أَنْهُ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ تَلْبَسُوا لِبْسَةَ الرَّجُولِ رَوَاهُ أَبُوْ دَوُودَ بِإِسْنَادٍ صَحِيْحٍ أَبُوْ هُرَيْرَ رَضِيَ وَعَ تَعَالَى who said that the Messenger of Allah cursed the man who dressed like a, 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 a woman and the woman who dressed like a man in the way, لِبْسَةَ يعني هَيْئَةَ in the uh, hey'ah of a man. A woman who dressed in the hey'ah of a man and a man who dressed in the hey'ah of a woman. right One thing is trans in the sense that like, Uh, somebody takes like hormones or like goes to a surgery or whatever the other thing is just like dressing up some people they just they uh they're what they call drag queens and things like that they should dress up a uh a cross dresser is what the word i'm looking for even that's not cool that's not all right Uh, uh that's 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 not all right men should wear men's clothes women should wear women's clothes with the caveat actually that normal women's clothes in the society are progressively becoming unwearable by more and more unwearable by human beings and men's clothes are becoming more and more like that as well I went to go and study at madrasa, then I came back and I noticed like every man in America is wearing butt tight jeans when I was going to school we would have said that such a person is, you know, but like nowadays that's the only thing you can find like I will go looking for a pair of pants that don't have stretch in them and I will fail You have to order them on the internet now because they don't sell them in stores anymore. So, Lord help us. The point is, it's like, okay, yeah, if you get something, you know, some things are kind of like unigender or whatever. If you're wearing, if you're a woman who buys like a pair of quote unquote men's pants, but they're not like so like identifiably male or whatever. And they're actually baggier and more modest. And then you wear a hijab on top of it. No one's going to say you dressed like a man, right? Uh, 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 So, you know, with those caveats. Uh, because sometimes the things that the genders are wearing nowadays, uh, like especially women's clothes, they're just so indecent like a woman can't wear them. But there are things you can do to make make it clear that you're not a woman. you're not going out of your way to resemble the opposite gender. you just don't want to wear something that's like like super butt tight and ripped and awful. yeah. <laughs> كأذنابي البقري يضربون بها الناس نساء كاسيات عاريات مائلات مميلات رؤوسهن كأسنمة البختي المائلتي لا يدخل الجنة ولا يجدنا ريحها لا يدخل الجنة ولا يجدنا ريحها وإن ريحها لا يوجد من مسيرة كذا وكذا رواه مسلم معنى كاسيات أي من نعمة الله عاريات من شكرها وقيل معناه تستر بعض بدنيها وتكشف بعضه إظهارا لجمالها ونحوه قيل معناه تلبس ثوبا رقيقا يصف لون بدنها ومعنى مائلات قيل عن طاعة الله تعالى وما يلزمهن حظه مميلات أي يعلمن غيرهن فعلهن المذموم وقيل مائلات يمشين متبخترات مميلات لأكتافهن وقيل مائلات به معيلات يمتشطنا المشطط ميلاءة وهي مشططة بغايا ومميلات يمشطنا غير تلك المشططه رؤوس هن كأسنمة البختي يكبرنها ويعظمنها بلف عمامة أو عصابة أو نحوها Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى He said that the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم, said there are uh, uh, um, two types that are in the hellfire I haven't seen them I haven't seen them yet Like meaning I haven't seen them yet but they're yet to come they have uh, sticks with them that are or like it's like sticks with them that are they resemble the tails of, of of cattle and they like hit them with people uh so one is a group of people that have these like kind of sticks with cattle and they go, go, go around beating people so that's one of those two groups um the second is women that are wearing clothes but they're naked um, and so the, he gives a number, rahimullah gives a number of possible interpretations of this. One is that they're clothed in the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they're uh, naked of any sort of shukr, of any sort of thankfulness to Allah ta'ala. Um, but the other ihtimalat possibilities that he mentions is that they're wearing clothes that cover part of the body, but they expose part of the body that should be covered, as if to use the part that you clothe as a way of highlighting the part that you're exposing. Uh, Which is, or like for example, um, the other thing he mentions is that they're wearing clothes but the clothes are so thin or so translucent that really they're not hiding anything even though they cover the entire body. This is the art of dressing to seduce somebody. That you have some sort of feature of yours that you're trying to flaunt. Right? In women there are certain features that are considered feminine. You know, So someone who has one of those features may not have the other, so they'll dress in a way to kind of showcase whatever it is that they're trying to uh, show off to, to somebody. So some dresses, they'll see the chest is open. Some dresses, you'll see the back is open. Some dresses you'll see will be sleeveless. Some dresses you'll see will like have like, uh, like a high line on the bottom so it shows the legs. Some sh- they'll have all of these different types of things. There's a couple of different models to, uh, to doing this but the actual, like, artists, the maha-shealtin, like the big Shayatin that are, you know, really good at what they do, right? Because one model is just walk around like a freaking chimpanzee without any clothes <laughs> on. And America is filled with people like that. Uh, Northern Europeans are generally like that. Scandinavia, Germany, Germanic-speaking places like the Netherlands, England, uh, um, Germany, they're, they're usually filled with people like that. They're just completely, they're just walking around without any clothes on, Uh, just like a a flesh market. Whereas, uh, for example, like places where there's actual fashion, like Italy, right? What will happen is the designers will design for the person something that their clothes, because clothing has a type of dignity in it, right? But it will show something that kind of like entices and seduces the person who's looking at them. So you may not see it as much as a flesh market, but the point is that you're trying to attract someone's attention. It's just a little bit... More more uh, sophisticated and well developed game. So, something like that, I imagine, is what, 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 what's being stated. Men are the same thing. Like, they'll do that. Like, I, God help me, YouTube is the commercials on YouTube every day is like a new Jahannam that I didn't expect, <laughs> like yesterday and there's just more and more of the ads like all the time as if they're going to like come to my house and pull a tooth out before I buy like YouTube premium and i just pray that this phone disappears one day and i just never have to worry about any of these things again but one of the annoying one of the the legion of annoying commercials i have they someone's selling a t-shirt for men right? You're a freaking man, dude, like, just go get a job and make money and, like, you know, get political power or something, you know, like, what is this? You don't have to dress, you don't have to dress, like, you know, to flaunt your body or whatever, that's kind of unmanly, as far as I can tell, like, unless you're, like, a male, uh, anyway, but the point is, is this is that, so they're, they're like, oh, such and such t-shirt is wide in the stomach, but tight in the arms to make your arms look, is the same, and I'm like, God, this is the same uh, thing that the, like, women's dressmakers, they they this is their art, they're doing this for men. Lord, help us all. And then that's probably the attitude that gets men to wear these uh, super uh, uh, non-heterosexual uh, looking type pants and all this other nonsense. Anywho, so Rasulullah describes it as that they're clothed, but they're also naked. Ma'ilatun mum'ilatun. Uh, this also has a number of a number of uh, uh, possibilities. نوی Rahimullah ta'ala mentions one of them is that they 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 are uh, inclined away from the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and they also they also push people other people away from the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa taala. One of them has to do with uh, um, that they uh, that they walk around uh, they they strut around arrogantly and they uh 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 they uh, uh they also uh uh let's see mumi he says he says, says, says what is mumi um yam shina mut mutabah mumi li aktafi henna and they, they uh they also like push back their uh, um their their scapulae. Meaning what? That they stick their chest out when they walk, like they're like ma- they're showing off basically when they, when they walk, right? Because this is a sign of it's a sign of confidence in males and females as well. Like a, a person who's like like really self conscious or has low confidence, usually their shoulders are, are hunched forward, and their their neck is down bent. Whereas like a person who's like you know this is kind of like the whatever all of these weird manosphere uh, little Twitter accounts. And uh, whatever, TikTok's going around, you know, like Jordan Peters, who himself is like a loser. He looked like he probably got jumped for his lunch money on a relatively regular basis uh, until he was like 23 or something, you know. Uh, but he's like, you know, put your shoulders back and walk into the room with some confidence. And it's like, yeah, but n- yeah, because it's true. But no, because you said it, it just you, m- m- now it makes it look like a loser just because you said it. Otherwise, it was cool just like a minute ago. Uh, but, you know, that's for a man. And for a woman to be like that in her house amongst her like family members, or to like show her vi- vitality like that for her, uh, uh, you know, her husband or her family, or like if women are in a gathering of women and they want to flex on one another, that's not sexual. That's just social dominance. That's fine, whatever, right? It is. It has its other set of issues with it, but it's not what we're talking about here. And it definitely is not as perilous. Uh, but he's saying that, that 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 they walk, they strut around, and they kind of puff their chest out in order to like kind of show their. Uh, show themselves in front of um, in front of other people and one of the other ihtimalat that he gives is that uh, uh, um, that they, they they do their hair in a certain way that it means that they do their hair in a certain way which is the way that the prostitutes used to do their hair in order to get attention right that's why prostitutes oftentimes their makeup is like, like way super over the top at least some class non-discreet non-discreet class of it why because it's just there to get your attention it's just they're like a neon sign, basically equivalent, a human being equivalent of a neon sign, just so that you, it attracts the eye involuntarily uh, so that they get it attention. At any rate, whatever of these this means, it's ma'ilaton that they, they, they incline toward a certain thing and they make other things incline. Uh, 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 um, and their heads are like the humps of camels. Um, they're the humps of camels that, are, that lean to a side. Meaning what? That they they'll have big hair. That uh, they'll have big hair, and so, Nabiirahimullah Taala mentions that they actually make their hair big, uh, and then they wrap things around it, uh, uh, like cloth or something, right? So it could be it could be like some sort of like stylized hijab, but it could be also like a scarf, and you know, uh, um, women who don't know the difference between a Sharia and a and a, and a uh, Ford Mustang. Uh, You know, in Europe, it's a style. Some of them do that. It's just a way of making their hair bigger or whatever, or more uh, decorating the hair or whatever, that they'll be walking around. This is a whole class of people who will be in the hellfire. This class of, you know, female influencers, uh, uh, if you will, will be in the hellfire. May Allah protect us from being that and our sisters and our mothers and those who we love. Inshallah, I think this is a good place to stop. Sallallahu ta'ala ala Rasulihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Are there any questions?